This is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. Local radio for Portsmouth. Welcome along to the coronavirus special. I am Mason Jordan and it's so good to have you with me. A whole week done of the second lockdown now. We've been ordered to stay at home unless we are going out for essential reasons. But are people doing it? Are people taking it seriously? I do not think they are. I've got a sneaky suspicion that people are a lot more relaxed this time. If you've got a suspicion as to why that is, do let us know. At ExpressFM on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook too or email studio at expressfm.com. If you're listening to this live on Thursday, 12th of November, pop over to our Twitter. We're at ExpressFM and I want to know whether you think people are taking these instructions seriously. Yes or no? Simple question. Uh, when we posted this this morning... Uh, almost instantly, most people were saying no. So it'll be interesting to get the results a little bit later on in the show. We'll go through some of the statistics from the week very shortly. And on the, uh, this week's uh, episode of the Coronavirus Special, we'll be talking to Chris Reeves about their campaign, Win Morning, Win the Day. And also, a brand new charity called Sparks Charity is launched by Becky Simmons. We'll have a little matter with her as well later in the show. First, though, I want to take you back to last Friday on Express Breakfast. We spoke to Gerald Vernon Jackson, the leader of Port Society. City Council. I first wanted to know when he found out about the second lockdown. Was it exactly when we did? Uh, yes. No. Uh, uh, well, the bumbling um, uh, conf- press conference from Downing Street that was on and then wasn't. Um, I found out exactly the same time as everybody else, but a bit later than we all thought we'd find out. Now, we, now b- before that, there was the, the tiered system. Um, yep. In Portsmouth, do you think uh, we were uh, in the right tier? And, and secondly, do you think that was working for us to suppress the virus? I'm not sure the regional system did work very well. Um, we, we saw movements between areas and uh, we saw rates going up all around the country. So... I'm not sure that that worked as well as it could have done. And I also think it it created divisions between people. Um, I think it's probably better to do this on a national basis. Um, And so I think the decision to go into lockdown is right, although probably several weeks too late. Uh, now, of course, we've been through it before, um, and something that was, you know, I don't want to say good, but something that was quite heartwarming about the first lockdown uh, was the incredible community spirit, you know, people yeah. volunteering for charities, whether it be at the Hive or Pompey the Community, um, and all of that. Are we expecting the same kind of um, the same kind of connection within the community? Because I feel like everyone's a little bit more distance and, and not really too bothered this time round. No, I think you're right. This is a bit different this time. We've done it before. It's only meant to be for a month. Um, I think that community spirit still still exists. So when the government refused to do uh, meal vouchers for kids over half term, there was an amazing outpouring of support for families on uh, on low incomes, both in Portsmouth and around the country. So I think that well of community feeling is is very strong and important um, and I think we should be incredibly grateful for it. And another thing that has changed uh, in this lockdown is schools, uh, colleges, universities, early place yeah. settings, they're all staying open. Um, is that the right choice? Well I think quite a lot of schools are finding it difficult to run because they've got um, problems uh, getting teachers in. So when a teacher um, is infected or 
or is in contact with somebody who's been infected, they have to self-isolate. And that means we get quite a few year groups being sent home from schools across the city. Um, but it, but it's, it's not everybody by any means. Um, I think there's a, a real question about whether the government got it right um, to say that universities should come back. Um, are numbers of cases shot up after the universities came back and uh, just a couple of weeks ago the numbers were that over 70% of of positive tests in Portsmouth were from people under the age of 30. Um, so I think I think there's a real question mark about whether the government should have said to universities, no, actually, you, you need to keep teaching remotely, uh, as they had done successfully before, um, but, but people shouldn't come back to university towns. Now, Express FM is, is housed in a University of Portsmouth building, um, and there is one-way systems, there yep. is uh, oh, social distancing of force, there's temperatures. Uh, yep. So the university themselves are, are doing everything they can. Yeah, absolutely. What, 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 how, if, if we're, if they're being forced to, to stay open, they can't really do much more than they're doing, well, no, but if they're no, forced to close, how yep. can they the continue is, to teach effectively? The problem has been is bringing people to student houses where you've got five, six, seven people in our house together um, from different parts of the country, um, halls of residence where there are hundreds of people. Um, in one location from all over the country, and that and that's acted it would have seemed as a super spreader um, uh, event really to bring all those people together from all over the country and mix them up together um, and and inevitably at the beginning of term, people going from house party to house party, and that seems to have been quite powerful in terms of driving infection rates up. So that's kind of the, the younger age groups. If we if we look uh, as, uh, down the other end of the spectrum, uh, the older uh, people in our community, um, the, the, they tend to be uh, the, the most vulnerable as well. Yeah. Um, how are we keeping them safe at the moment? So infection rates amongst older people are, are much lower um, than they have been. Um, the number of uh, people at QA is nowhere near as high as in many other hospitals. Um, we've had some deaths, but but many, many fewer than we had in the first wave. Uh, so things are, are not nearly as difficult in that age group as they were in the first wave, and I think partly because we've learnt a lot. Uh, we've also learnt about the movement of infection from the hospitals into care homes. We've lost a lot of people in care homes and the the old rules from the government was that if, if if the hospital said we needed somebody out, then care homes had to accept them and they were given just three hours. We've now got an isolation unit set up in Portsmouth. So if people come out of hospital, they go to the Gunwolf unit in Harry Sotnick House um, until they are... Um, until they're clear of symptoms and tested negative, and then can go back to their own care homes. So we try to break that link between hospital infection and care home infection that was so destructive in the first wave. So it's promising that there's this physical medical uh, thing put in place, but what about the, the, the mental side of things? Uh, yeah. Heading into a second lockdown, uh, it's one thing that we learn that people get really, really lonely, and those people in, in that yeah. vulnerable community, especially that might be living alone or in sort of independent yeah. living, uh, how, how do we you know, help them get through this? So 
it, it, it's about keeping an eye on your neighbours, your family, friends. People are able to act as a bubble with with one other person. Um, they can meet outside this time, not in people's gardens, but in public areas, so that it's it, it, there is the possibility of people being less lonely. But I think we've all got a responsibility to keep an eye on people who live near us, people who, who may be on their own, just to make sure that they are okay. Um, we mentioned sort of provisions and stuff put in place uh, earlier for people that may be in low-income uh, uh, households that, you know, maybe they're, they're lonely or they're independent, they can't be cooking themselves and they might not have that normal connection that they would have. What services are currently running uh, that people can make use of during this second lockdown? So the Hive, um, which operates across Portsmouth, is the, the, the organisation that pulls together all the different voluntary organisations in the city. So they are operating a very successful uh, way of keeping in touch with people who are on the government's vulnerable list. Um, for some of them, they're, they're OK. They get the support they need and they don't need help. But for others, that it really was important. And the Hive will be operating that again. Uh, and if people want to volunteer to help, please go and talk to people at the Hive. Brilliant. And, and, and lastly, uh, Remembrance Sunday is this Sunday. Uh, of course, it's going to be very different this year. Yeah. Uh, well, what's happening, Gerald? Well, normally we'd have 8,000 people at Guildhall Square, and we just can't do that. And we can't risk doing things where big crowds are going to gather um, because we can't guarantee that people would socially distance. But... Um, we were going to move things to having a service in Portsmouth Cathedral and live stream that, the Anglican Cathedral, with 70 people there, which is what they could get in uh, in a safe way. We can't do that now, but the service will still be filmed and streamed, um, and the City Council will be putting that out as well. <coughs> um, but um, there will be wreath laying, so anybody who wants to go to the Garden of Remembrance at the Cenotaph in can go and lay a wreath or put a poppy in. Um, I know that there'll be a couple of events happening around the city where, where there'll be wreath laying and the Lord Mayor will be there. Um, the, uh, down at the seafront sea in the South Sea with the Naval Memorial and the Falklands Memorial in Old Portsmouth and at St Mary's. So there'll be things happening all over. But I think it's the advice of the Royal British Legion is be on your doorstep at 11 o'clock on Sunday for two minutes silence. If we're all on our doorsteps, we're all showing our poppies in our windows, um, then the nation will remember not just the people who died, but the people who've served and who I see day in, day out, who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder um, because of what they've seen and what their experiences have been in, in the services. And I think it's absolutely right that we, we remember them as well as the people who, who died in the wars. Absolutely. Uh, and where, where, where exactly can people watch this and keep up to date with everything so that's if happening? You go onto, the, onto the council website, www.portsmouth.gov.uk forward slash remembrance. Thank you very much for joining me this morning, Gerald. It's a pleasure. Look after yourself. Cheers. Bye-bye.
That is leader of Portsmouth City Council, Gerald Vernon Jackson, joining us on the coronavirus special. Uh, we caught up with him uh, earlier last week on Express Breakfast on Friday. If you're listening on Thursday, make sure to tune in to us this Friday. We'll have another little catch up with him and see what the latest response to coronavirus is in the city. Uh, now, if we look at some statistics, I know this necessarily isn't the most helpful thing in the world, uh, but they are very, very important uh, to react to uh, accordingly. So in the city, uh, we've had 444 new cases in Portsmouth recorded in the past week according to the Portsmouth City Council website. Overall that's 2,549 positive tests, which doesn't seem a lot in the big in the big, like, in the big scheme of things, but uh, that does have a huge impact because that does lead to some deaths. Uh, luckily uh, it doesn't lead to everyone dying not at all, uh, and, we, and we don't need to be um, too scared if we, if we are getting symptoms. We, it, As long as you're healthy, you should be okay. Uh, but if you are uh, getting symptoms, you must must, must go book a test. Uh, there's been six unfortunate coronavirus deaths, uh, re- coronavirus-related deaths in QA hospitals since the beginning of October. Um, so those are starting to creep up again. Hopefully, uh, th- that's just a-, a tiny little kink, and uh, we're not going to get too many more because uh, there was horrific statistics earlier on uh, in the year, and we don't want to get anywhere near that at all. Um, so as long as we are keeping our distance from other people, as long as we are... Um, staying at home as much as possible, I think we we should be okay. Uh, if you are looking at uh, the areas in particular in the city, um, this was quite interesting. Um, now, Hampshire Live, uh, which is a news website for Hampshire, would you believe it or not, uh, put up some statistics about the in- infection rates and whereabouts the uh, worst cases are in the city. Um, now, the, 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 there are some areas uh, in the city that are, are particularly high. There are some that are uh, a, a little bit lower. It, if we're looking at um, the number of cases, Alexandra Park has 35, Hilsey's 32, uh, 25 at Anchorage Park and Copner, 34 Fratton North. Uh, there's also uh, some places with uh, not too many cases, like Drayton and Farlington with 14, and Southsea, uh, Waverley Road has got uh, 12 cases. So th- th- there is some fluctuation going on, uh, but there are cases every the location around the city so please do make sure we are following the guidelines and protecting those that are most vulnerable uh, we spoke a little bit there uh, with gerald about the the vulnerable people in the community if you are um, one of those uh, please do reach out for information uh, and remember that you're not alone if you are uh, having to um, shield from everyone at the moment because you're in that category please do reach out to us if you are stressed if you're anxious if you're uh, feeling down if you're feeling really low if you're wondering how you can stay motivated reach out to us uh, we'll pose the questions to, to to people that know the answers obviously i'm i'm not going to sit here pretending i know the answers uh, but we can definitely get some experts on and we have a great page on the website now as well expressfm.com forward slash well-being very shortly we will chat to becky simmons from sparks charity uh darren spoke to her earlier in the week uh, it's a relatively new charity so it, it's only just starting but they're doing some incredible work already so we'll talk to them very shortly on the show plus we've got to get your opinion on whether people are taking this second lockdown seriously Uh, i feel that a lot of people are not but if you feel people are please do get in touch with us. Uh, all you need to do is go over to our Twitter, at ExpressFM. There's a little poll there, yes or no, or you can get in touch with us on Facebook, or you can email studio at expressfm.com. And if you are sat down and you've been sat down all day, you've been working from home, and you're thinking, can't be bothered to do anything, we will ch- talk to Adam Hawkey very shortly about the importance of exercise during lockdown that's coming up on the show next. Local radio for Portsmouth. This is Express FM. 
This year has been tough for many people, but there are ways that you can help yourself. Try and be physically active and look after your physical health. Eating well and keeping active releases endorphins, which keep you positive and makes it clear to focus on getting better. Know you're never alone. It might feel like you're alone and that no one has ever experienced this, but there's always someone out there who will understand and help you get through it. It takes time, but being open to speak will help people help you. Find something to give you purpose, a new hobby or volunteering. Everyone has a purpose and keeping your mind busy is super important and will help you build perspective. For more help and information, visit expressfm.com forward slash wellbeing Portsmouth. Local radio for Portsmouth. This is Express FM. And this is the Coronavirus Special. Thank you very much for joining us each and every week. We bring together all of the biggest interviews from uh, the week on Express FM to do with COVID-19 and its impact on the Great Waterfront City. We will talk to Adam Hawkey very shortly about the importance of exercise in lockdown. But earlier this week, Darren Gambling caught up with Becky Simmons and she started up a brand new charity called Sparks Charity. And Darren wanted to know exactly what it is they were trying to achieve. Okay, so the charity is called Spark Community Space. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we've been running as a pilot scheme locally in Highland Road. And of course, with COVID and that, we shut down. And during the lockdown, we actually registered as our own charity. So Spark Community Space, three weeks ago, got um, registered as a charity. And we're now looking for our very first space. And it will be for people that have been through no fault of their own or sometimes no fault of their own through mental health or an illness or an operation and they can't find their way back into society because obviously mm. we live in a very fast-paced, technically-wise society. Yeah. And um, so it's just to help people through... The, so one half of the space is like a charity shop so people come in and grab a bargain and then the other half is a little cafe so people can just come and find a quiet space and then find community and it works really well. It's what? a phenomenal idea, and um, we're just looking for our very first space. Oh, it's an amazing story. What, what was the driving force? What, what made you start this up, uh, Becky? Okay, okay the really, um, well, the whole charity idea is about my life. Um, so eight years ago, I was very successful in business, um, ran uh, a company, and everything was going wonderfully. And then I started having these excruciating headaches, and then I had about 11 lumbar punctures, and they kept saying, you know, this isn't looking good. Mm. Um, and then I was taken into hospital for emergency brain surgery and had a VP shunt fitted because I was told I was going to be blind. Um, oh. But this is the only operation that they could do. So they did it, and uh, straight after the operation, we realised I'm not going to be that same person again. I wouldn't be able to go back to the work environment I worked in. Um, and so really, it was my recovery has been very slow. It was eight years ago. But now I feel like I'm alive again through yeah. people just being kind to me and showing me a gentle way back into life. And so it's, I'm really passionate about this because I still now, even though I was very successful in the business world, now I struggle with technology, with processes. Um, I can hold a great conversation and I've still got that active business brain. But sometimes I will just be 
not focusing and mm. so I've got a lot of, I've got a great support around me and so really I wanted people that don't have that support to find a support in the community and it works this it, and I'm so excited about it because it's really a story of my life and how I now want to be that support for other people because once you've had an identity and then it changes completely it's very frightening world it can be very mm. scary um and so we've been helping people with post-traumatic stress, um, anxiety issues, and it really works, this idea. And so we just need to find a space um, that can hold um, a shop and a little cafe, and we will find it. So now we're just, we've just started a GoFundMe page. Um, we're now on Twitter. I'm learning. <laughs> so that's the part of my brain that I struggle with, you see. So yeah. I'm having a... But I'm eager to learn. So I've been sitting at home learning. I've had some really kind people from the council helping me. So I've got a great support network. Um, so never feel you're too old to learn something new. And never feel like you can't do anything today. And I, I'm really strongly ab about that because some days it's been hard for me to get out of bed when I first had the, mm. you know, the operation. But you can get there just slowly by slowly by being patient with yourself and just learn, I'm just going to be a different version of what I was. Yeah. I'm never going to be the Becky that I was. I'm just a different version. Now, if, and it's such an incredible story, and seriously, it's very touching about what, 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 you know, what you've been through and, and, and following your journey now. Um as regards to space, whereabouts are you looking for a space, Becky? Okay, I want to be in the heartbeat of the community. So I don't want to be in a like um, commercial road, like in the shopping centre. I would like to be in Southsea or you know, in, in Summers Town, in Portsmouth. I want to be where the, there's a big impact of community. Um, so it could be a warehouse, it could be a shop, it could be a derelict office space. I mean, I'm happy with John Lewis, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dream big. Why not? Why not? Why not, indeed? Have dreams. And I just think, you know, that's why I've got a strap line and it's called um, Helping People Spark Back Into Life. You just might be a little bit different, but there's still a spark in everybody. Absolutely, yes. Everyone's got some some little nugget that they can share with people, and and, to, and to obviously and inspired as you are talking to you, Becky. It's an incredible story. Um, oh. What would be your advice to people? Obviously, we're going into the second lockdown. People are under pressure yeah. already. We've just got out sort yeah. of out of the first one. Now, whack, we're back into it. What would be yeah. your advice over the next few weeks to people who may be struggling? Okay, so when I first had my operation, I felt very isolated because, you know, I got up, went to work every day and my life was very active. And now I was all of a sudden lying, thinking I can't even move my head. But I really have a group of people around me, maybe one or two. I don't share my story with many people because mm. that in itself is very draining. Yeah. And I think just have one or two people that are your go-to people. So if you're having a bad day, that they don't agree with you in your bad day, they help you out of your bad day. You, they help you have a healthier mindset. Because I remember phoning my sister once then. Debbie, I'm really struggling today. My mind is very unhealthy. And she said to me, I know you can't walk far. I'm coming to pick you up and I'm going to take you out in the car for a small drive. And, you know, it's those moments of I'm not coping. 
please ask somebody for help. Please Zoom and have a meeting with somebody over FaceTime. It's about not allowing yourself to keep in that dark mindset because we all have it. Even now, even though I'm in a lot healthier place, sometimes your mind can still play tricks on you. It can still tell you, Becky, you're not going to be good enough today because you can't do what you used to be able to do. And you almost have to talk to yourself and say, do you know what? Today, the sun is shining. I can walk round the block. And you just try and do something small to be healthy. Someone once said to me, a lovely lady called Carolyn Barber once said to me, and, and this was about 10 years ago, and before mental health had come to the forefront and everybody was talking about it, that your mental health is just as important, if not more, than your yes. physical health. Um, Absolutely. And, and listening to your story, you know, obviously what you've been through, um, you know, you, your struggle is a, is a real inspiration to a lot of people. The main thing we want to do about this interview is to offer you support and to find out if there's anybody out there who can provide a space for this lovely lady, her story, oh, and yeah. how she can help people. Um, where yeah. can they get hold of you, Becky? What, what, what's, what's your details? Okay, so obviously we've been going now as a charity officially for three weeks, um, so everything's new to us. So I've got a Facebook page called Spark Community Space, yeah. and that's the same on Instagram. You can private message me, you can... Um, you know, that would be really cool. Also, I've got Twitter, and that's just at Spark Into Life. I'm learning Twitter. I don't understand Twitter, but I'm learning. And I, and, and that's the good thing is, um, you know, you are never too old to learn something. <laughs> and, I, and social media to me is a platform that I get a little bit overwhelmed by. Yeah. But I am absolutely determined... But if I'm asking somebody else to make a healthy choice, then I myself will continue to keep learning to be the best version of myself. And I just think, you know what, mental health is real and it's really scary when we get to those dark places. But please, if somebody wants to, just private message me. It can be anonymous at Spark Community Space through Facebook because we don't have an active website yet. It is being made as we talk. Um, We don't have a space yet, but I would absolutely be privileged for somebody to call out to me and I'd have them. I'm not... Um, necessarily um, I don't have any qualifications to say oh yes I can officially help somebody but I can just say hello and good morning Mm. and be there because you know what everybody you know that old I mean you might be a bit older than me I don't know oh well (laughs) I'm 21 Oh, exactly. I'm 22. <laughs> so do you know that you know that program on the TV when we were kids called Cheers and the pub, mm. and it was about everyone wants to go somewhere where somebody knows their name, yeah. and I think that that's where we are living today. Somebody just wants to know that somebody knows them by name, and you know everything's fast paced, but I still want to know you by name, um, and and that's something that you know. Lockdown is scary, and it, and then my mother-in-law, she's eighty-eight, and the last lockdown she did fabulous, but she suffered more when we came out of lockdown, and she realised, oh, what's so and so doing over there, and she wanted to be part of it, but she's eighty-eight, and so she couldn't, and it's like, so we've learnt. You know, she's now on um, broadband, so she's still learning to connect with people. And I just think that 
She's 88 and she's still wanting to learn. So that's quite inspirational, isn't it, really? Yeah, it, it is. And, and so are you, Becky. It's a, it's a wonderful and phenomenal story. We wish you every success. Thank you. Bye. bye. A big thank you to Becky. She joined Darren on his show earlier this week on Express FM. Uh, if you are someone that wants to share your story about what you're getting up to, please do get in touch with us. It's studio at expressfm.com, as we heard there from Becky, a relatively new uh, organisation that are doing some incredible work already. Uh, and we mentioned that one thing that was came out of the the first lockdown was you know the community spirit and, and and all of that and everyone coming together for for a lovely cause and that was absolutely lovely and there are people that are still working extremely hard to make sure uh, those in our community are protected uh, that they are getting the food and medicines that they need uh, that they're not getting too lonely and there's so many issues that come up uh, with this lockdown and with, with it, dealing with this pandemic uh, that we need to, need to cover and it's really really hard uh, for some people so take a little bit of time maybe this week uh, just to, to ask how someone is if they need a hand maybe an elderly uh, neighbor ne- ne- needs a bit of hand getting the shopping or or a bit of cooking or, or whatever just make an extra extra portion for them it could be something as small as that that can really really go a long way if you are someone that needs a little bit of help whether that be uh physical uh getting medicines and shopping and things like that or whether it be um you know financial difficulties you're coming under uh, due, due to this pandemic please do check out all the information hive is a great resource it is bringing together um, some tremendous organisations across the city, so definitely worth checking them out. Hive Portsmouth, give that give that a Google. You'll probably find out more information on the um, Portsmouth City Council website as well about that. Uh, Hive bringing together a whole bunch of different charities. I know uh, Portsmouth in the community have been working incredibly hard with them as well, providing meals and, and all sorts of things. Um, now, um, the coronavirus has caused us to go into a second lockdown, and with a second lockdown comes a lot of sitting down. Uh, a lot of us are get, get, getting through those box sets. Um, we are... Uh, uh, spending days on the sofa on the laptop working from home uh, but it's not necessarily a good thing we do have a little bit of spare time on our hands uh, for some of us uh, and we should be using that time effectively right uh, we are joined on the line by adam hawkey now he is the associate professor of sports science and human performance and deputy chair at the british association of sports and exercises thank you for joining us um uh, this evening adam now um we've been through one lockdown uh, now the second lockdown is here uh, do you think people are going to use the experience we've had uh, from going through it before and it's going to be better this time? I think there's some evidence that we will probably cope with this lockdown better than we did the first time. We understand a little bit more about the rules and regulations and, and what we're supposed to do. And I think also what's most important is that we're also now aware, much more aware of this word exercise. Um, and, you know, the, pres- the, the Prime Minister's been saying lots about how important it is to get some exercise. And, you know, we know now that movement is a type of medicine and that any type of activity that we're doing is is beneficial for our physical and also what's been highlighted a great deal recently is our mental health. And we know that even a couple of five-minute walks a week, just you know, just two walks a week can have a, a real positive effect on our, on, our, on our health, both physical and mental. Um, we, we've known for a number of years that being physically active helps things like lowering our blood pressure and cholesterol and um, reduces the risk of heart disease, stroke and diabetes. But I think what we're realising now is that it, it also helps with our immune system and obviously that's fundamentally important at the moment during this, during this ongoing pandemic. You know, exercise and activity flushes bacteria from our lungs and our airways, um, which helps the body fight infection. So, you know, we, what I'm trying to say to everyone is, you know, during this kind of month, the lockdown that we've got, if you haven't been already, try and get yourself a, a little bit of activity involved in your, in your daily routine. 
And it's so easy, isn't it, to just, you know, wrap up in a nice blanket, try and get through this. Uh, uh, but but you, you say, like, all those reasons there to get out and go and do something is kind of... There's there's no really cons to the, to the exercise at the moment. Um, but um, what, what would you say to those people that are, that are struggling to get the motivation to go out and exercise? Does it have to be anything hardcore, or can it literally just be a walk around the block? No, it does, absolutely doesn't have to be any parkour. And I, I kind of mentioned there, you know, five minutes, a couple of weeks. But, you know, I've, I've been for a, a quick kind of 10-minute run this morning just before we had the show, just because I knew I could fit it in. Um, I think motivation is going to be a real big factor. You know, obviously, through the first lockdown, we were in the spring and summer period of the year, and therefore the weather was a bit nicer. I remember talking to some people on the radio a while ago about, you know, being careful about exercising in the heat because we were getting 35 degrees. Mm. Um, so... One of the issues that people are going to come across is, is, is motivation in terms of, you know, like you say, it's a bit cold. I'm going to have a bit of a lie in this morning, particularly if we're, we're working at home a bit more than we have usually and therefore don't need to go on our daily commute. I think the advice from that is just try and fit something into your day. You know, it's, you know mo- most of us might answer emails first thing in the morning, maybe get up half an hour earlier than normal, get that into your routine and just go for a walk. Um, you know, maybe just before lunch or just after lunch, go for a five, ten minute walk. And if you can do that in nature, even better, because I've mentioned mental health previously as well, but we know that exercise reduces things like cortisol, which are our stress hormones, and they promote feelings of, of, of good feelings like, in, like releasing endorphins. But if we can do that in nature as well, there's really good evidence that being surrounded by nature can have a, a real beneficial effect on us. So, you know, just, just going for a walk, you know, find 20 minutes in your day and go for a walk. What I would also say is, Little things can really help. So if you're sitting at your desk all day, and I don't know if you're sitting down now, I'm guilty of sitting down at the moment talking <laughs> to you. But, you know, every, every half an hour, if you can take a, take a break from your desk, go for a walk around the house. If you've got stairs, just do, you know, five minutes walking up and down your stairs. Um, if you've got some, you know, if you haven't got some weights at home, um, I'm lucky enough that I've got a garden and I've got some weights. But if you haven't, get some tins of beans out of the cupboard and do some little bicep curls. You know, do some press-ups on your stairs or, or do some, um, you know, step-ups on your, on your stairs outside the front. Anything you can do, and, you know, I'll, I'll re- reiterate what I said, movement is medicine. You know, any kind of movement that you can do is really, really beneficial. And the less time you can spend sitting down, um, the, the better it will be for you. And although it might not seem, if, if you're someone that, you know, doesn't really exercise at all, it can do a world of good for energy levels as well, can't it, by, by doing a bit of exercise? Absolutely. A lot of people say to me, oh, I haven't got any energy to exercise. Actually, it's a paradox in terms of what that means. You haven't got any energy because you're not, you're not making yourself active. Now, obviously, there will be some medical conditions that, that prevent you from doing that. But the majority of people um, can get out there and do some kind of activity. And I think what we've got now with this second lockdown is a real opportunity for people who haven't done anything before. You know, you've got a month. Um, you've got a month to instill some kind of behaviour into your daily routine. And believe me, once it gets into your routine, it becomes part of your daily routine. You know, the same as making your coffee in the morning or brushing your teeth before you go to work. Just getting that 10 minutes, 15 minutes into your day suddenly becomes part of your daily routine. And that's what, that's what we will all benefit from. And to help that, would you recommend maybe just doing a, a couple of minutes at first and then you can, you know, slowly increase it and fit it into wherever it, you, you can? Yeah, I think the beauty with these kind of exercises, you know, there, there is a, an obvious place for gyms, and it's unfortunate that gyms are closed at the moment because, you know, they, they should be the backbone of what we're trying to do is to keep people fit and healthy. Um, but aside from that, you don't have to go to a gym, at least not to start off with, to get yourself fit. You know, 
all, all the activities I've mentioned before, you know, walking, running, cycling, doing some kind of exercise at home that might be squats or raising yourself up on your calf, all those body weight type of exercises. You, you can do them for a set amount of time, you know, maybe go for 20 seconds to start off with on an exercise and then gradually see if you can beat your last score as you're going through. And then when you feel comfortable, raise that to 30 seconds. You know, just gradually increase those exercises. Same with walking, you know, go for a 10 minute walk. Once you feel that you've mastered that, then extend that a little bit, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And before you know, you might be using what used to be the, the hour allocation in the first lockdown of your day um, to go and do, go and do some exercise. Um, so you're absolutely right. You know, work within your limits, push yourself a little bit every time and try and increase what you're doing either in, in time or intensity. And if you, if say you're you're a complete novice and you've never done anything before really remotely other than you know I don't know walking to work or anything like that, uh, it, what services and stuff are out there for people to you know what exercises are good and, and you know, whether what you're doing is the right thing? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question because obviously we went through lockdown and and everyone was posting things on YouTube. You know, you, any anyone can go on YouTube or any other service and, and look at. Um, videos. I think what's important is to is to have a have a look at reputable sites. So, for example, a, a quick little plug for for our professional organisation, which is Bases, uh, the British Association, British Association of Sport Exercise Sciences. Um, you can have a look on their website, and there are free videos in there, um, ranging from exercises to do at home, um, how to train outside, how to train inside, and key things about psychology and motivation. Um, so, have a look at those. Obviously. If you're starting up doing exercise and you've never done anything before, then you can always speak to your GP. GPs are obviously still open, um, so speak to your GP. Um, you know, you can you can do a lot worse than um, taking some advice from professional bodies like Bases, the Physiological Society. Um, but you know, ha- have a look, and as long as you're keeping yourself safe and not doing anything that you're not physically comfortable with, um, then like I say. Any movement is good movement. Anything that you're doing will be beneficial to your to your body, both for your physical and mental health. Good. I feel inspired, Adam. I feel inspired. I'm going to do something today. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I promise you. Uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, on the show. Uh, pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Mason. Take care. Thank you, Adam. A big thank you to Adam Hawkey who joined us uh, on Express Breakfast earlier this week. You can catch up with all of these interviews on our website as well if, you, if, you, if you've missed the uh, previous episode of the Coronavirus Special. The podcast is up right now, expressfm.com forward slash podcast. On the way, we'll chat to Chris Reeves, who's got a, uh, who is the founder of the campaign Win Morning, Win the Day. And I know people have been getting involved in this uh, all over the place, uh, and it's really, really positive and lovely and inspiring. So we'll hear what they had to say today. Aaron on the show next. Express Breakfast. Wake me up. With Bisco Solicitors. Local, experienced, reliable. Heading into lockdown two, we want to use our experience and avoid the things from lockdown one that we didn't enjoy. Fowler says queuing for milk at the corner shop. Always a queue. Don't know why. Uh, Mark doesn't want to argue with his din mates about how COVID-19 isn't created from 5G towers. For me, I'm happy with the banana bread. Not so happy with the Zoom quizzes. Express Breakfast. With Mason Jordan. Local radio for Portsmouth. This is Express FM.
Good evening. It is Mason Jordan with you on the coronavirus special. We are bringing together all the interviews from the week relating to COVID-19 on the Great Waterfront City. Statistics not looking too great. There are 444 uh, new cases this week, uh, bringing that total up to way above 2,600. So please make sure we are staying at home, following the guidelines, only going out for essential reasons uh, like getting necessities. If you are uh, someone that's caring for a vulnerable person, that's perfectly okay. If you're going out for education, uh, that's okay too. Work where you kind of work from home, all good. But if you're going out just to see a mate, that is a no-no. Big big no-no. So please do not be doing that. Stay at home as much as possible and hopefully we'll be out and starting to get back on our feet again come December the 2nd. Now on the show, we've already spoken about exercise. We've already spoken about uh, the the, uh, Portsmouth City Council's response to COVID-19. But there's also a certain aspect of getting through this pandemic that can really help us out by well, being a bit positive. And um, that's exactly what founder of Win Morning, Win the Day wanted to do when they set up the business. Darren caught up with Chris Reeves uh, this week, first asking what exactly Win Morning, Win the Day is. So we started a bit of a, it was just an idea we had um, to meet up in the morning. And the whole motto of Win the Morning, Win the Day was to get up, do something good, something positive. Um, and start your day right, you know, instead of getting out of bed maybe 10 minutes before you have to leave the house, rushing around, maybe forgetting something, falling over, kicking the dog, not, <laughs> not getting, in the, not getting in, the, uh, in the right frame of mind. Instead, getting up, do some physical activity, even if it is just walking like we do. Yeah. Surround yourself with some good, positive people. And, and we do a dip in the sea as well. Um, I can't take all the credit for it. Um, I was inspired by a podcast I listened to in Liverpool called uh, The Legged Podcast with Andy Gant and a, a guy on there called Mark Scano, who's an ex-MMA fighter. Um, and he does something similar in Liverpool. And he was talking about, you know, if you see someone doing something good, then put your ego aside and, uh, you know, contact them and say, you know, I like that, how do you do that? And I did, I contacted them and uh, Mark was great with me, you know, we've, we've, we talk mm. all the time now and he said, listen, Chris, people need stuff like this in the world now, especially with the way it is. He yeah. said, go for it. So it's a, it's a non-profitable organisation. It's free to attend um, with, with, um, you know, and it's all optional, whatever you want to do. If you don't want to walk, don't walk. If you don't want to get in the sea, don't get in the sea. If you don't want to talk to no one, you don't want to have a coffee afterwards, you don't have to. Everything's up to you. Now, um, you mentioned there about uh, obviously being inspired by, by someone else. Um, I, I know a couple of people who are actually inspired by, by what you do. Now, now just before we get to it, let's just talk about the, the swim. So where do you, where do you swim, Chris? Uh, I don't like the word swim because I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> um, so uh, it's 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 just a dip, really. It's just get in, get your head and shoulders under, control your breathing. You know, open up all the capillaries and arteries in your body, get the blood flowing around, and, and get out. Basically, I, I can't remember us being in any longer than. Um, five to ten minutes really uh, and and where do we do it uh, the one that I run is, is over Stokes Bay which is the original one Stokes yeah. Bay and Gosport um, there's also one in Southie Halen Island Poole Bracklesham Selsey uh, I'm not going to go through them all but we've got them in Kent Devon we've got them up north I think we've got about 11, 12, 13 maybe established across the UK now actually we've just opened one in Scotland uh, and there's talks of a lady setting one up in Canada one wow. in Geneva uh, in uh, Switzerland and there's also been ones in Bahrain, Gibraltar, 
Um, yeah, so it's it's crazy. It is crazy how, it's, how the words grow. How do, what do people get out of this, Chris? Um, you know, you mentioned not not just about the dip, but also the other things um, that, that you do, and people can take part in. What 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 what's, you know from from a body point, from a mind point of view, what can they get? I think it, for, for for me, I get um, satisfaction from some of the messages you get from people who say I'm not a morning person, and I tell people it's about challenging yourself and stepping outside your comfort zone because. The more we step outside our comfort zone on a daily basis, it builds a mental robustness. So today, if you break a fingernail and you have a breakdown about it, you know, that, that's fine. But if you keep building your mental robustness on a daily basis, challenge yourself to be comfortable, uh, be uncomfortable. The process we want to look at is becoming comfortable being uncomfortable, mm. you know, and, and building that mental robustness. So in a year's time, you don't have a breakdown when you snap a nail. You know, it is important. You, your, your mind and your brain is a muscle. You need to exercise it, just like you would do in the gym. You know, if you, yeah. if you couldn't do a 100K squat today, guess what you're going to do for the next two years? You're going to keep squatting and get heavier and heavier and heavier. And then in two years or a year, you can squat it. And it's the same with the brain. If mm. you don't challenge yourself and, and don't push yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, it's, it's, you're never going to build your mental robustness. And I, and I can say to you, I'll be honest with you, I don't like the sea. I don't like cold water, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you know, and I don't like getting up that early in the morning. I really don't, but I do it because it's a process I personally need to go through because this helps me. I've got triggers. I've I've suffered with poor mental health. Um, you know, I've... I've, I, I won't go too much into it, but I've suffered with poor mental health and a lot of close friends around me have. And, mm. and this helps me. This is my triggers. I know I need to stay on track with stuff like this of a morning. This is how I set my day up. Because guess what? When I get out of, during my lockdown, I was in a poor routine. I had 17 weeks living at home on my own um, with not a, not a bit of work. I'm a physical training instructor in, in the Royal Navy. So I can't do any physical training at home and um, so I had 17 weeks of being in a poor routine probably drinking too much you know consuming mm. poor material just watching rubbish on Netflix and rubbish yeah. on the telly and not educating myself not surrounding myself with with positive material and uh, yeah and I, I thought oh I'll have another beer I'll just get up at 10 o'clock tomorrow maybe 11 and then I'll do nothing in the day and that was the reason why I decided to set it up because of I seen how bad I was yeah. and I thought I can't let myself do that again and I thought if it helped me it can help others and it is helping people that's the most important thing, they bring bringing awareness to. And, and I suppose from more people joining in, Chris, it's, it's a spur for you. So if you get, the, obviously, new people turning out, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it's, every week we have new people turning up. From the Stokes Bay, which is the original one, we have we probably have between 70 and 120 people each week there. This is obviously well, when the lock, lockdown's not on. Yeah. You know, South, South Sea has a steady 20 to 30 people. Halen Island, probably 15 or so. And, 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 but what, what we're trying to build at the moment is a community, as in um, if you go, say, let's say I'm going up north to see my family, you can just put on our group, I'm actually on Liverpool or wherever you are, and you say, does anyone fancy a walk tomorrow? And this actually happened the other week. Uh, a girl, Heather, who's, who's down here, she was up north visiting a family in Preston. And she put it on the group. Is anyone there? I know we run a group. Elaine Jack, she turned up and she said, yeah, you know what? Let's meet up. They've never met wow. before. They met up, shared experiences. And, uh, you know, and I really, I'm actually saying it and I've got uh, all the hairs up on the back of my neck as mm. I'm saying this. And this is exactly what we want it to be. You know, people meeting up, 
decent people who just want to share the experiences and, and, and um, you know, get out and, and do something good in the morning. It's heartbreaking at the moment when you see people struggling. Um, you know, I, I look on social media sometimes, and some of the you know the, the the people that I know through through years and years and years, and suddenly there's a little, um, if you like, um, flashpoint on their tweet, and you think all's not right. Um, yeah. So if you're calling out to people now, well, what would be your call to people to, to come and join in and, and meet new people? All I'll say is, it's it, it, it's different. It, you're a product of your own environment. If, if you're knocking around with nine idiots and nine negative people, mm. don't be surprised when you become the tenth one. Yeah. If you come down with us, meet us, and all the listen, the people who turn up at half five in the morning to work aren't going to be negative. <laughs> yeah. Positive people who want to start the day right, who want good affirmations and goals for the day. And honest to God, I'll, I'll promise you, some of the people that are down there who said, I'm not a morning person, I'm not getting in the sea, I can't do that, I can't, I can't. And all of a sudden, people change their life around. I, I, I've had conversations with lads, look, I, as I say, I'm a physical trainer, I'm a rugby player, and if you sort of think of that uh, unconscious bias about them two things, you know, rugby lad, this, that, we don't talk about feelings. I actually had a chat down there for about half an hour one day with an, another sort of rugby lad who's in the armed forces. We didn't really know each other too well. And we opened up to each other so mm, much. Yeah. And it's about being in that different environment where, you know, you and you might not tell your mum or your best mate exactly how you're really feeling, but you might have to have like a secondary friend or someone like me or someone down there who you might not know that well, but you might just feel comfortable comfortable in that environment opening up and people just share their experiences mm. people share to yeah. say this has actually worked for me this has worked for me and look I'm not saying that win the morning win the day is, is for the whole world it is, it, it's just about um, you know me showing what we do and it could potentially help you and all I say to people is just try it once that's all I ask and I've said to anyone if you try it and you phone me afterwards an hour after and or message me and you tell me you hated every minute of it I'll carry you the two mile walk next week and so far 15 weeks in I haven't carried anyone it's um, I, I don't know whether you know the butterfly story uh, sorry the butterfly story the, the starfish story no so basically this this old man's walking down the beach and there's been a massive storm and he sees a young lad at the other end of the beach and as he's as he's walking down he sees him throwing these things into the sea and he's like oh what's he doing and he's really throwing them because he's far out so the old man gets to him and says what are you doing he's like these starfish have been washed up to washed up to, to shore in the storm he said they're gonna die but don't throw them back and the fella says well why don't you just wait for the tide to come back he's like well yeah I would do but it, the, the midday sun will kill them so he's again the young lad throwing them back as far as he can the old man looks around and says look there's tens of thousands of starfish here there's no way you can save them all and um, the young lad just picks, picks one starfish up and throws it in and says that one mattered wow yeah I actually got choked up saying that yeah do you know what I'll just my next question was going to be how many times do you cry when you hear these stories Chris I don't really, I do get a bit emotional, I don't really, I try not to show it too much, and I think it's like when my mum messaging me and stuff like that, um, you know, saying how proud and that, and then, um, yeah, it, 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 but that's the reason I do it, because of them stories, and people say it's changed the life and stuff like that. Listen, we think you're an absolute hero here at Express FM, and I know that a lot of people out there appreciate everything that you're doing at the moment, and we'd like to support in every way that we can. Um, but how many times a week are you doing this, Chris? So at the moment, we're doing one every day. 
which means well. obviously because we're not allowed to meet, we've got different leaders around the country who are doing one every day, which means we go live on our Facebook page and we ask people, wherever you are, get outside your front door at six o'clock or whatever time they say they're going to do it and start walking. Log into the Facebook live video and say, I'm walking, I'm here in Southsea, I'm here in Preston, I'm here in Manchester or wherever you are. And it just makes people accountable because they can't be accountable at the moment because they're not mm. meeting with people. Yeah. You know, So we do that every day. There's a different person every day. Um, we're doing a different one on uh, Saturday. We do it a bit later. And Sunday again, I've done it with one of our di- two of our directors from the company, uh, Matt Turner and Dan Turner. We've done one Sunday where we just had a little chat between us uh, and we had a sea dip and we got in the sea with the video. Um, and we're doing a different one Sunday. I'm about to uh, announce this tonight as well. So um, the Carisbrook Arms Pub in Gosport are doing breakfast deliveries. So what we're going to do with Win the Morning, Win the Day, we're going to do our breakfast sea dip and myself, Matt and Dan Turner, we're going to be delivering breakfast to everyone who wants them uh, in the sort of, in the Gosport Fair in Leon Soul and Stokes Bay area. Um, which is like a self-care Sunday. So, yeah, that's what we're doing Sunday. Do you know what? It's making the hairs on our neck stand up, my friend. It's, it's just an amazing story. You're an incredible person. You probably deny all knowledge of that, but you are. You're making such a difference to people's lives. The most important thing is that we support you, my friend. So if people want to get involved, they want to find out more information about win, it, uh, win the morning, win the day, how can they get hold of you, mate? Where can they find out more? Okay, so we've got a Facebook page, which is as basic as Win the Morning, Win the Day. You can add that. That's a private group. We'll add you into that if you uh, request. We've got an Instagram page, which is win.themorningwintheday. We've also got a website, which has got all our information on. We've actually got a mental health nurse on board now. Uh, She can be contacted on that for guidance and uh, signposting. And that's www.wtmwtd.org. And that's us, yeah. Uh, as I say, my name's Chris Reeves. If anyone's got any questions, uh, best thing to do, you can just throw it on the group. I mean, I do get a lot of messages, but if you just put it onto the group, 99 times out of 100, the people on the group, the sort of the veterans of the group who've been going, they know all the answers. And we share all best practice on there, you know, cold water immersion, how to look after yourself from getting out of water. As I say, our mental health nurse is on there, Kira. She's... Um, She's always contactable um, for, to offer guidance and signpost people. It's not She's not an online therapist, but she does know the places to go. And same with our website. We've got um, all the contact details for certain charities, Samaritans, Mind, stuff like that. Uh, and they can all be contacted via our website. Oh, Chris, do you know what? Your, your surname's Chris Reeves, and you are a suit little superman, sir. Thank <laughs> you ever so much indeed for agreeing to talk to us. And again, we'll Have catch up with you very soon. We'll take care, Chris. Bye-bye, mate. Bye-bye. A big thank you to Chris Reeves from uh, Win the Morning, Win the Day. Uh, lovely, a lovely, lovely story, that. And uh, we're hoping to get Darren uh, in the seat really early in the morning. Freezing his knickers off. That's the plan. Big thank you for joining us on the show today. And to all our other guests as well, Becky Simmons, Adam Hawkey, and the leader of Porsche City Council, Gerald Vernon Jackson. If you have suggestions about who we should get on, or maybe you would like to appear on the coronavirus special yourself, uh, please do get in touch with us. Whether you need to ask a question to the expert, or whether you're an expert that wants to answer the questions, it'd be good to hear from you. If you're struggling right now, remember we do have a website uh, a page called uh, Wellbeing Portsmouth, expressfm.com forward slash Wellbeing Portsmouth. We've got tips on there on how to get through 
things like anxiety and stress uh, and also uh, links to other services and stuff that are out there for you. We may not be able to fix you, but we sure as hell can help you out, pointing you to the right direction. Uh, and that is what we're here for. We are here for you every single day across the city. Earlier this week, uh, earlier today rather, we put out a poll. Are people taking the stay-at-home instructions seriously? No surprise that over 80% of you say no. More shops are still open compared to lockdown number one, Josh Knight says. I walked down Gosport High Street yesterday. The only places that were shut were pubs and charity shops. What do you think? You can tweet us at ExpressFM. Get involved in the conversation. If you've missed this episode, catch up again on the website expressfm.com forward slash podcast. And we'll be back with more coronavirus special at the same time next week. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. 